What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you're tuned into Kinda Neat. Thank you guys for tuning in again. First things first, follow me at It's Intuition. Follow my man behind the boards, Ben Shin, making the shit sound buttery at I Am Database, based with two S's. Follow us as a unit at That's Kinda Neat on Twitter. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash kinda neat. YouTube.com slash That's Kind of Neat, where we're going to see my man No Can Do perform a song off of Jimmy the Burnout called You Should Already Know or Did You Know That? He was not quite sure of the title. We're going to figure it out. (laughs) It's all good. Make sure you guys subscribe to Kind of Neat on the podcast app from iTunes or on Stitcher. And uh, make sure you rate it five stars. Leave a comment about who you want to see on the show, et cetera, et cetera. We check that. And every time we see a new rating or a new comment, we feel so official. So thank you very much. For your continued support, we got my man No Can Do again on the show. He's our first repeat guest, but I don't want to look at that as laziness, as us not seeking out to find new people. He actually just wanted to come on and talk about the writing process and some shit that he's been going through. And we had a a long existential crisis of a conversation where we both decided that we are growing up. And actually, I got I get kind of scared about talking about growing up, and I just end up trying to crack lame jokes. And he's like very serious about uh, being a changed man. Look at the range, ma'am. I got a whole new game plan. What else happened? Oh, today I got tattooed a bunch. Uh, I got like a gorilla tattoo on my forearm, and this thing that's like kind of some old Italian like superstition stuff having to do with il cornuto, which is the evil eye and the maloikia. So it's like imagine the the metal horns like the sign that you would make for metal hands and it's upside down and then there's like two bull horns crossed behind it and then i got a sign that's or then i got a tattoo that says pizza mind like with a slice of pizza like you know get a piece of mind but it's like pizza mind yeah i'm stupid what else oh we have a show at the troubadour for my birthday july 8th is my birthday but i booked july 11th which is a friday it's intuition equilibrium that's me and mark it's speak it's cool roy and it's at the troubadour and we're so excited and we're hoping that you guys will help us sell it out we want to see all of you there there's going to be new merch for you guys to purchase t-shirts and tank tops and snapback hats and all kinds of stuff and autographed posters and man just fun times though all around and i'm not a big birthday celebrator and so i'm very excited to to be able to celebrate my birthday with all of you guys and do what I love to do. So I look forward to seeing all of you guys out there. You can go to troubadour.com and buy tickets. Thank you so much. With that being said, this was a really long conversation and I don't know how long, I don't know how much Ben is going to cut out. So I'm just going to like get right into it. This is my conversation with one of my closest homies. No can do. Here it is. What have you been up to? I've been doing a lot. Uh, I've been I travel since we last been on. I've been on this it was podcast a year ago already. Yeah, I've, I've been around the world uh, a couple times, and I've uh, put out a record called Jimmy the Burnout. Uh, we put out some Hellfire Club releases, uh, the Dorna versus Tuki. Uh, you know, but mostly been doing Low in Theory, and you know, uh, fuck. I, I really I don't know where to start, dude. I've I've done a lot a lot of shit since then. I, the funny thing is, I don't remember where we ended either. You know, I, what I mean? don't know. I, I almost tried to listen to the old podcast today, so we don't. I don't repeat myself, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna just repeat myself. It doesn't matter. We can repeat ourselves. All right, cool. It took you a long time to put out a record, just like it took me a long time to put out a second record. But you worked on more projects in the meantime because you put out Bomb Zombies. 
Yeah, put out the bomb, bomb zombies. zombies. You put out um, flashbang grenade. Flashbang grenade with bus. Yeah, yeah. And so I put out a few uh, scattered EPs in between. And two mixtapes. Uh, yeah, I put out the Tits and Explosion mixtape, which is basically an EP, and I called it an EP, but yeah. uh, uh, it was really just the the fat from Jimmy with the burnout. Mm-hmm. Like when I felt as if uh, the sound when I really uh, got. I guess got fell in love with a particular sound and fell mm-hmm. out of love with another sound. Well, you're looking at me more nervously than you usually would. I'm just nervous to fucking talk for an hour. Why? I don't know, man. Why? We're friends. I, I know. That's funny. Has there been tension in our friendship? Is that what it is? No, it's not tension in our friendship. I feel like when we, you know, when we go out for coffee or when we, uh, mm-hmm. when we fucking go eat or when we hang out and go to shows and shit like that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's like TMI time. I know too much about your life. You know too much about my life. Oh, and I'm going to put everything on blast, bro. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm, I'm tactful about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you and I do always end up going, we go, when we go out for coffee and shit, we do end up fighting about business ideas. Yeah, yeah. Me and you are diametrically opposed in the, in ways of uh, in, in ways for the come up of a young indie artist. Which is <laughs> our, our marketing ideas and schemes are very different than one another. My my idea for marketing is to not market. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and and I think you're very on the nose with well, like it's, it's the, funny the time. because the one thing that we always tend to argue about is like this whole theory of like. I don't care about numbers. Like I, well, I, yeah, I don't, I know you don't. And what I'm saying is like, what may surprise people that actually listen to me is that I like very much care about numbers. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I pay attention to like, you know, I pay attention to like what does good and what does bad for me. And then if it, if it does bad, then I'd try not to do it anymore. And if it does good, I'm like, let's try that again. Yeah. My thing is, uh, I really just want to do things that feel good to me and that come that are obviously like, uh, just like little little gut, little silly gut instincts, things that make me smile. Just right. because I, I've done a lot of like things. What numbers to dial? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've done like I, back in the battle rap shit. Like a lot of that shit was you know for fucking numbers or for fucking like a value system. Yeah, that, and it was always to make me feel good, you know, or something like that. Like you know, like oh my god, I got fucking thirty thousand fucking views in this in an hour or some weird shit like that. Or right, or e- even before it was all all about that, I was always trying to like you know climb some imaginary rope. Yeah, and or I, like now it, it just that 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 brings anxiety me when I think about yeah. that, you know? Well, and let me clarify too. Like when I say that I care about numbers and how well things do, none of that affects the actual music that I make. No, I know. Like, I, I know that. I, yeah. I know that, you know, but I'm explaining cause I feel like I'm, I'm, sh- I'm making myself sound like that's all I care about. Like the music that Mark and I make is like, it comes out how we're going to make it regardless. It's like the extra shit that I worry about. You it's know what I mean? the, the timing of things. The and tweeting, the timing, the fucking mm. Facebooking, like when to announce a show, like what kind of t-shirts, mm. you know, the, all the shit that's not the music, mm-hmm. that's the stuff where I'm like really pay attention to like, okay, what works and what doesn't because I want to find a delivery system that gets the most people to hear the music. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it comes to videos, like what kind of videos work best, et cetera, et cetera. Like I yeah. want the most people to hear it, you know? I think with myself, that's actually how you're supposed to do it. But I know since I've got a, a busy family schedule yeah. and uh, I know that I can't, if I were to create a system, it'd be very hard for me to uphold it, especially with the type of person I am because, uh, why, what type of person are you? 
Um, you know, uh, I'm one of those dudes that like, I, I, I'm, I'm a super emotional dude. Right. So mm-hmm. like, let's say I'm going through something with like, you know, my family with like my mother or with, you know, my wife or, you know, with the kids or things like that. Like I might just be stuck thinking about instead of fucking, you know, creating the content or putting the content out, I might be stuck thinking about how, you know, how, how am I going to, uh, pay these pay these bills and still be able to take my wife out to keep my relationship right or like you know spending time with the kids or or should i be at this fucking this pta meeting or should i like you know should i be helping like you know my girl with my daughter with her science project and it's really hard like i'm uh i'm i'm either like usually all or nothing you know Mm -hmm. so it's really hard for me to be uh to be like to multitask, you know? So it's hard for me to go from, you know, uh, helping the kid, my daughter with her science project to turn on the artist thing. I, yeah. I mean, do you feel like you're spreading yourself thin right now? Uh, no, I felt as if I was spreading myself thin before when, uh, you know, uh, making the record, promoting the record, uh, you know, uh, being hands on with like hellfire club and the politics between, you know, like, you know, uh, setting up, setting up release dates and, and, you know, uh, general record strategy and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, now I'm beginning, now I'm beginning, but I'm setting up the infrastructure to, for that to be delegated. So there's less on me. Right. And actually being able to communicate that more with the people that I'm working with. And, um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I was just in uh, in Bali in Indonesia for. Oh, sorry, don't ball on us too hard. Yeah, I want to really ball on you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, dude, I made like three million rupiah when I was up there. <laughs> well, you made fourteen dollars. <laughs> no, nah, it was like three hundred, three hundred dollars. <laughs> but you know, but I was there for a week and um, yeah. I, I swam. I swam every day. I took random walks and I like started praying and all kind of you know shit that I haven't. Wait, you could swim? Oh. <laughs> Racist jokes. I'm sorry. I could swim like a Nigerian pearl diver, <laughs> but, but like you know, like I, uh, which are usually female. I think oh, I didn't know that. I uh, feel like I've been to the beach before with you, and you're like not a swimmer, dog. No, nah, no, nah, nah, the beach. The beach used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. But it's only because like on some real shit. It's only because like I'll fucking be out there and like my foot will go down and I'll step on something slightly sharp yeah, and I'll yeah. be like, I got sucked by a jellyfish and I'm just like, get out of here, you know. No, I mean, not to mention your shorts are usually like four inches too short at the beach. <laughs> Hey, when you got legs like these, man, you got to show them, bro. Oh, I got I got some excellent oh, yeah. legs. I mean, I, you know, I, I looked at an old picture of my dad from the 70s and yeah. like, you know, a picture of my mom. She's like a ballerina or whatnot. Yeah. They blessed me with some good legs. Once I <laughs> once I got like, you know, uh, once once I got old enough to be like, you know, out of my like hyper hip hop phase where I was like everything like I had the long dicky shorts and the socks up up to yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I, you know, I'm yeah, about to show you, off some body. That's how you were when I met you. It was like tight ass shirts and then baggy ass shorts with like socks pulled up. The shirts weren't tight. They were largest. They were largest. Right. They were big dicky shorts. Their socks like, pulled up. I feel like you've always been a man who who keeps the proportion of jeans size to t-shirt size the ratio was like two to one jeans to t-shirt like the, <laughs> the jeans are always bigger than the t-shirts but now they're both tiny as fuck so i mean you got your shit evened out <laughs> <laughs> nah, i mean dude i don't know why you're making fun of me on your podcast like i don't do that to you that's all we do is snap on each other in real, life. real real talk yeah uh, all of us that have known each other for a long time that's all we sit and do is just clown but uh, my I, I, so I, okay go back to bali you're swimming and walking on the beach and, and you're centering i wasn't walk, walking what? on the beach but yeah, you know, I just realized uh, who I was and who I am out there, you know. Yeah. And uh, I realized uh, that 
Like, uh, in, I, I, I did, I put so much energy out into a bunch of things and things started to kind of lose, lose value because I, I was just in like a hamster wheel of just like always being busy. Yeah. So, uh, now I'm kind of just like doing, I mean, and this goes along with the numbers shit too. Like I only want to do shit that I really want to do because that allows me to execute, uh, execute things uh, a lot better because I, I'm like hyper motivated to do it. Like if I wake up and I have a video sitting there and I'm like, fuck, I really want to lift this out. It makes me feel like I, when I was a kid, when I had like a song that I wanted everybody to hear yeah. or when I had a, a, a rhyme in my head and I couldn't wait to get to Project Blow on Thursday just to spit it one time acapella. The, you know, that like those, the endorphins that get let off and that, that feeling, uh, you know, they make me want to do it again. They, 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 they create a, create like this little addictive chemical, you know, in my head. And, uh, dopamine. And I, I really dopamine, you know, fucking, you know, uh, a rap peptide, if you will. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, I, I really need that to keep going, you know, just yeah. because it's, I think it's really hard for me to balance family life and, and the music and actually the business of music. And then it's, uh, I want to say a social life as well. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I don't really have a social life anymore. Yeah, see, dude, I mean, that's what, like, you know, our, our, our little lunches and coffees and all that shit, that's really what that's about. Like, Yeah, well, like, we, tr- we tried. We, tr- we tried. We, I mean, you know, at least once a month. We tried to do, uh, we tried to have the, rap The Culver City rap brunch. Because, yeah, rap brunch. It was brunch. me, you, Mike, and Dumb. Yeah, because all of us lived kind of right there in Culver City. Yeah. And it worked, like, twice. It worked. I mean, but at the same time, I still do it without you. Yeah, but lunch, brunch without me is just brunch by yourself, probably. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, but it's cool. <laughs> I mean, I do that too. I, I'm. That's the thing is that you can always find me at S and W's on motherfucking Washington Boulevard in Culver City. I'm there every week. I All let the you waitresses know. know my name. Let me let you know something, man. S and W is mad average, bro. I know that it's like somewhat average, and but it's expensive. I go there. I mean, it's with average price, but I no, go. It's not. I go there for the environment. And uh, the, I go there for the the ambiance. Well, you know, the ambiance. I, I feel like more than anything in these times, like adults and post recession, we're all about comfort. I don't know if we're still in it, whatever. We're all about comfort, right? Yeah. And so, like diners like that is comfort food, you know? Yeah. And so, like it, or it, the, the the even feel of the diner yeah. with, with the like straight, you know, f- like you know, female, you know, wait staff and like yeah, uh, shout out the, to the female wait staff and the cash, the cash only shit, like yeah, which I hate. I hate that it's cash only. But it gives you something to talk about. Yeah, definitely. It's like a place where people, where you take people to it, and they go, "Oh, this is so cute." And it keeps the fuck boys out. Cash only. I've been at fucking uh, at that spot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep the fuck boys out. Only the people with paper in their pocket. Exactly. I was at there. You know, because that's right in Culver City with all like the uh, the people that work at Sony or whatnot. Yeah. And I was there, and it was like. Uh, it was like a fucking pack of basic bitches that were about to come in yeah. and just be like, "Oh my god, did you see girls last night?" Like they were, I saw them getting ready and heard one of them say, "Oh, this place is cash only. Let's go." And I was like, "Thank God." And yeah. I was like, "That's why. Yeah, that's why you can come here." So old, older people, you know, like yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's nice. Well, the point of that was that we tried to have a social life and we we tried to force ourselves to hang out with each other again. But like, truth be told, is like all of us that 
have come up together. I was just talking to somebody about this today. It's like, I'm really happy that all my friends that I really believed in from the get, because like, I believed in you when I met Mike, I believed in Mike, Jonathan, I believed in Jonathan, all those guys that I believed in were the ones that have stuck with it. And, um, all of us are doing cool shit right now. Like, I mean, but why do you think you believed in that person? Like, you know, like you, yeah. you believed in them because you maybe saw the hunger in their eyes. Yeah. yeah. The there, seriousness. There was, something different. there was something different and serious about it. And, and, and that's the thing is like, we have known each other now for like probably, you know, close to 10 years. At least 10. Uh, yeah, close to, close to 10 for all of us. And so, you know, I'm just stoked that everybody's doing shit. And, that, and like, that was the whole thing is, like, we were trying to get, like, let's do these brunches to, like, get back in that fucking same hunger mode of when we met each other, you know? The group thing, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you forget and those ideas and stuff. We forget that back then the group thing was, <laughs> was really facilitated yeah. by, and while we can't go back there ever, yeah. the group thing was facilitated by rapping maybe having some beers it was really uh you know it was it was something really young and otherworldly you know that i can't even imagine being about now it was like you know i like a lot of times like we would just people would hang out and the song would get made you know right. like not even not <laughs> nowadays it's like i worked on the song concept by myself and i think you would sound good on it so i call you and then maybe if you got time you come through or vice versa or you know emails and shit we communicate by emails like you know, uh, but the rap brunch was uh, definitely uh, it felt good for it. Could have been it could have been something. It could have been great. I don't know what happened. Oh, Jonathan moved. Jonathan moved. Yeah, and then Mike and I are always just kind of gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you're kind of gone a lot too. Yeah, that, that'll fuck the rhythm. Yeah, our going out of town. Yeah, our schedules are all fucked up. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know where we were going with any of that. We're just talking shit, bro. Let's yeah. do it, man. That's what that's what podcasts are for. Yeah, balancing fucking time. Like that's the that's a problem that I'm going through right now cuz I'm never home right now. I'm having trouble balancing this thing, this mm-hmm. podcast thing with like my regular work thing mm-hmm. cuz like in fucking May, I think I was only home for eight days total. Mm-hmm, so, um yeah, yeah. It, it gets hard to balance shit. And then I can't imagine if it was to like throw in uh wife and kids because like i've just i have trouble just keeping up with these women's you know as a single man you feel me like yeah yeah, yeah. And i mean i I'd, I'd imagine that's even harder really to be to be in like to be single and then just be out especially when like you know girls are like if there's like not too much commitment there yeah then it's just like um my ex-boyfriend came back from that's the, you know oh, i go through that all the time it's like i'll be like hooking up with a chick or, or like you know starting to date or whatever and then it's like oh you know i'm gonna be gone for like a week and a half and then it's like in that week and a half they're like oh well you know my fucking pussy got really lonely and i just like called over my ex-boyfriend and now we're back together and i'm like damn yeah. fool like i was only gone for a week what's up with like exactly but that also like maybe, my pussy forgot yeah i, I, I know it's like maybe that speaks to like the um you know type of women that i pursue i guess i don't know no nah, i don't think it speaks <laughs> to the type of women that you pursue i think it's it's the nature of the job i yeah. think i think and that's why like artists are always making love songs are always making lo- like loss of love songs because the transient nature of the you know being an being an artist being a rolling stone you know what yeah. i'm saying and uh even dude even if you're even if you're uh like because at, at a point in time I was being very sedentary and I was not like I want to say all of two thir- 2013 other than a little trip to Europe that was nine days yeah. I never I never left LA you know uh, or actually I might have might have went to Japan for like three three days yeah. so I, I was gone 12, 12 days in, in a year right. but I kept a night schedule though huh. because it was I had to somehow 
be uh be you know uh, a dad and uh, a stay at home dad at some points, and I had to be you know pick my wife up from work and woo woo. But like Jimmy, the burnout was never going to get made, right? So uh, toward the end of the year. I decided to lock myself in this very room mm-hmm. for, you know, maybe a month or a month or two and just keep a schedule that that was from nine to like four in the morning. I slept from four. Actually, I slept from four to like seven, took the kids, took the kids to to work, took my wife to school, then came home and maybe you got that backwards. But I, I feel you took the kids to school and the wife to work. No, no, no. I, child labor laws. Fuck them. <laughs> my wife, she needs to learn and my kids need to make that money because it's more of them. So if they're more working, <laughs> we, we get more money. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I was fucking around. You hear that? Uh-huh. Nah, but no, but so then like that was the only time we see each other. Then yeah. I'd be asleep or groggy and she comes home and I'm like, hey, baby, uh, I'm trying to, you know, maybe have a meeting at six with somebody. And like it was fucked up, mm-hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, like I, I think that really fucked up my love, my love life with mm-hmm. her. Like we were kind of like always like around, but like never really in love because we didn't have any quality time spent. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been fixing that? Yeah, I've been fucking all the time. No, 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 no. I'm just joking. Uh, nah, I, it's 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 constant process, constant process. Just working, yeah. like trying to remember uh, dates and trying to remember whatever you know, and trying to remember uh, you know getting flowers and like maybe having a lunch here and things yeah. like that. But uh, when to I don't put, when to put on your fucking stri- stripper thong with the elephant trunk? Yeah, you put on the thwap thwap. I call it the thwap thwap. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it referred to as a thwap thwap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Because, you know, when you wear it and you dance, it just thwaps, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> new and new it, slang. It, it, never, it never thwaps once. It's, it's like, if you're being really vigorous, it's thwap thwap. What, what, what thwaps once must thwap twice. You exactly. Know? I mean, there's, a, there's an up and down, you feel and, me? If a dong thwaps in the bedroom and there's no one there to hear it, is it still it, thwapping is it at still all? Thwapping? <laughs> Does it even thwap? <laughs> <laughs> Super mega pause to this whole fucking, <laughs> this whole side tangent with Jesus Christ. <laughs> when you were locking yourself in the studio, like good shit came of it. And it's funny because I remember um, you started writing all these songs kind of that you thought were going to go try to, you were going to try to get them public, like per- publishing shit. I was courting a publishing company and they were sending me stuff to right, write, write, do top line right. choruses and verses for other people. And you're making and all these shit songs from and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I've been making beats over this one kid. He's got a bunch of fire. His name's Caleb. And I'm like, yeah, Caleb, that's the homie. You're like, mm. you're like, you know, Caleb. I'm like, dude, Caleb has been on the podcast shit. And you guys have never met before. And then nah. he ended up producing like half the record almost. He produced five songs on a 14 track album yeah five songs that's a third uh-huh yeah uh and uh it really it i mean i got i got uh incredible folders man i got folders like you know 12 20 15 to 20 beats from each dude mm. and one i had a folder with like you know i want to say 15 beats and it was five from no maybe 18 and it was mm-hmm. six from you know three different dudes right mm-hmm. and that's from the publishing company yeah yeah and uh for five of them, I started writing to because I actually felt them. And that's when I was on my only do shit that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And only one of them. Oh, no, I use all of his. Actually, mm-hmm. I use all of his. And I didn't know anybody's name on it. I just recorded it and I showed it to uh, showed it to my liaison at the publishing company at that time. His name is Brad Bradley Hearing. And uh, shout out to Brad. Yeah. Shout out to Brad. And he uh, hooked me up with my contact for the Troubadour, which is why I'm playing that Troubadour show, because he introduced me to the booker there. Exactly. So shout out to Brad. Yeah. Yeah. And so like uh, he uh, he was like, yeah, those are all Caleb. And then I kind of like talked to Caleb about it. I mean, really, I understood that um, 
he had a, other stuff going on yeah. too, but, but I was just like, man, I, you know, I really don't have any songs as good as these mm-hmm. and everything like really like things were just too, too intense production wise. It was all not to, you know, they were all like, you know, uh, just, how do you say, not, not aggressive, but they're, uh, they're just complicated, complicated pieces of work and dense. All, they're, they're dense. dense. Yeah. yeah. And then all this stuff felt just felt really good and it felt free. And mm-hmm. I was just like, like I, I'd rather do that just because my life was fucking dense. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So yeah. I want to like, you know, when I perform a song, like I'm re- not really trying to like rap like I rapped, you know, uh, in fucking battles or 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 even you know write the type of beats that I picked when I was doing these fucking broken hearted fucking or fucking straight you know uh, male <laughs> male centered male energy tapes. You know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to do some shit that like I could just play the beat and people start to dance and then I could just tell you what I did that day. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or what I plan to do that day. Mm. Mm-hmm. If I did that, all my songs would be about jerking off. <laughs> I've been jerking. <laughs> I've been jerking. What do you plan to do today, Lee? Well, let me tell you my schedule. I get jerky when that porn star comes on. Oh. I've been, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Jerky love. Oh, sorry. That was pretty good. You sounded like fucking. Uh, nah, I'll be sure. You sounded like Elder Barge right now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you put the record out on your label, Hellfire Club, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, uh, like, let's explain. I, I, the, I, I put yeah. my record out on my label. I, before you get to that point, yeah. before you, keep that question. Go ahead. Uh, a long time ago, somebody told me uh, I had like uh, other options, and but uh, somebody told me that. You can't trust a dude that doesn't put records out on his own label, his own record out on no, his own for label. Sure. And I was like, fuck, like, do I fucking try to, like, you know, get a little advance money or something like that? Or what are you going to do for advance money to pay yourself? Like, rob a liquor store? No, no, no. Do I try to get a little advance money from another, from another uh, indie label? And then do a collab or something? Yeah. Or, or do I just try to keep the brand strong? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was, that, that was what I decided. I decided to just, that old advice from 2004 mm-hmm. i just stuck with it you know mm-hmm. and i intend to do that every time you know yeah well i mean that's why i decided to do the pre-order shit for mine because i was like okay i'm not gonna have an advance but if i have this promise from all these people that they're gonna pay for it then i can use their money that they've already sent me to to pay for everything yeah, yeah, yeah. that i need to make you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah and that shit worked gloriously uh yeah that's amazing yeah you should do that for do pre-orders bro yeah, yeah, I, I didn't do uh, I didn't do pre-orders because uh, I personally it was I was just behind. You're busy? No, nah, it's not that I was busy. I was behind schedule and uninspired, and yeah. like you know, I I was just going through shit. So I didn't I didn't do pre-orders. I was fucking happy that I had CDs the week of. Yeah, isn't it funny how you work on something for so long, and then when you finally finish the last song, you're like, okay, I got to get this out in a month. Yeah, 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 and you start putting all this crazy pressure on yourself to plan it, and it's like, well, I already took like fucking three years to make it. Like, why am I only giving myself a month? Is what is what I think in my head. But then you start going like, if I wait any longer, I'm really gonna look shitty. Yeah, no, I mean, I put out release dates before, and like I said, the album changed like two or three times. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. I was I was like paying attention in the last week when it was like still changing and still new songs were coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I just had I just had to get it out, you know, or. Uh, or I didn't feel like I was letting my fans down. I felt like uh, I was allowing like my, uh, you know, my uh, my my life problems to get to get in the way of No Can Do's career. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was just like all this fucking uh, how do you say uh, you know uh, uh, what is it called? Fucking you know just indec- indecision. Yeah, yeah. That shit. That's that's not that's not a characteristic that I had before 
before I want to say before Jimmy the Lock. That's right. that's not a not a. Well, not. yeah, because I remember being in the studio and you had a folder of like, okay, this is Jimmy the Burnout stuff, and then this is for the next album. And I was like, yo, dog, all the stuff for the next album is like pretty fucking tight. You should just put it on this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, what you want? What you want? Executive producer credits? What you want? You no, want? No, no, you want no, your no, name no, no, in the, no, in the no, folder? That's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> yeah. But but when we had that conversation, you're like, yeah, I know, I feel kind of the same way. And I'm like, yeah, dog, like fuck fuck the next record, make this one a banger. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and, it, and it really worked to my favor. I feel like it got like I think I got a gang of new fans. I think it made my old older fans happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, pe- my peers, they made they, rap fans still talk shit on YouTube. Probably, yeah. Ba- I mean, battle rap. Did I say battle rap? Battle rap fans. Yeah, it made them. It made them talk shit. Like they're like, yeah, man, this this is cool. When's the next battle? Yeah, when's the next battle? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm working something out with the with the, song, with the leagues. Yeah, this <laughs> this song's okay, but it's no disaster versus no can do. Exactly, yeah. man. It's so funny, man. I I. Everywhere I go, I've, I've somebody's asked me about a battle that's happened seven to four years ago, the disaster battle, the scribble jam shit, yeah. and it's it's almost like, uh, you know, I how can you and they s- don't realize that your biggest battle is keeping your shirt from ripping off because it's so small. <laughs> nah, well, I mean, fuck you, but <laughs> I I think what the, what they don't realize, especially when you don't do it, like they don't realize how fruitless that shit is. Yeah, they don't realize kind of short money or what? not that it's short. It's not even the if even if it paid well. Yeah, how. You know, my whole analogy about it is like fucking uh, Shaka Zulu, right? Shaka Zulu is uh, the, you know, just a, a funny name that you hear, but he's like yeah. a African war general. But Zulu warrior, correct? Yeah, but um, one thing that he, uh, one thing that, that he, one of the uh, fucking, uh, I guess, uh, changes he made to African warfare, or South African warfare or whatever, is we don't throw any spears. All we do is we he, he took the spear, he chopped it in half, and he says, you run up and stab the guy. You use this over and over and over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah. And so with the battle, I can write this amazing, I mean, especially with the unlimited shits and the three minutes, I can write nine minutes of like, you know, really good content and, what I, yeah. and have a nine, nine minute, a great nine minute performance, yeah. but I can only do, use it that one time. Yeah, you can't perform that at a show exactly whereas if I you know have a good song you can't use that like in a radio freestyle or whatever exactly yes but if I so like that let's say I get paid for that battle let's say I get paid $300 or $3,000 right and let's say for a show $4 million you get paid $4 million for it no 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 no. but let's say let's say I get paid $3,000 right for sure and I have a song and I get, you know, the song comes out and people like it. Right. Uh, I, I get shows booked off of that. I get tours booked off of that. So let's say I get 300 bucks per show. Mm-hmm. I can fucking use that over and over. I'll be able to use hurry up and wait or fucking uh, break even. I'll be able to use that over and over for the rest of my yeah. life. And it'll also take me back to a happy place, too. That's always been that's always been people always ask me, like, oh, why don't you put video clips of the podcast up? And it's because my theory was like, dude, watching online interviews it sucks dick. It's the same thing as like, you can't reuse it. Cause it's like you watch an online interview once and then that's it. You never want to watch again. You put a fucking song up. Mm-hmm. People want to watch it a million times. Cause if you, if they like it and it's a good performance, you won't get tired of it. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. And you don't have to call anybody uh, a faggot nigger, kike gook, Fat boy, homo, lesbian. You don't have to call anybody a bad name. We can edit all We're that out. Bleeping all of that. No, I'm just no, no. But no, you know, I get it. In battles, that's what people do. They they get racist. They get they get, they get racist. Homophobic. They get homophobic. They get you know uh, sexist. Patriarchal. They get all of that. Yeah. You, you don't have to you know put a man down at yeah, all. Totally. You know? And that's really 
that's really what was getting to me with the battle shit is that like I like I really, you know, I really felt like I was a shitty person at some points in times in my battle career. And those are the times that I excelled the most, you know, because when I was really feeling like a piece of shit, I was able to fucking put somebody else down way better to make me feel good. And, you know, uh, I kind of stopped doing any battles around the time when I was putting out Mike Eagle's record. And at the same time, I'm like doing, doing battles or natural causes. Yeah. At the same time I'm doing that shit, I'm actually like, just you know booking him at low end or maybe like making a connection here and there helping like uh write the treatment for a video and doing all this fucking cool shit that i never did before for anybody not even myself um or maybe for myself a little bit uh like i was actually like helping somebody you know and and i had the same energy about it you know i had the same same uh enthusiasm so uh that's that was the big turning point that was the turning point where i was just like i don't want to put anybody else down for the sake of art i'd rather fucking help somebody for the sake of art you know right Mm. as a label head when does helping somebody become more important than your artistry like when do you hang up the artistry when do you know it's time I think it's it's an art to uh, I think it's an art to doing that. So mm-hmm. you don't hang up the artistry. Like let's say you fucking write a video, tre- you know, you're, or you write a video treatment or something like that, or or even like you know you just pitch ideas. Right. What I'm saying is we know of mm-hmm. rappers behind the scenes that have gone on to be hugely successful managers, but at mm-hmm. some point they mm-hmm. had to go. I'm going to quit this completely mm-hmm. and people that know will still know that I've like been involved in it mm-hmm. and, I, and it's close to my heart mm-hmm. and I know what I'm doing and I, and I've been through it, mm-hmm. but I'm going to completely stop rapping and now I'm going to manage people or now I'm going to be a label head and I'm going to do whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, man, how do those people decide to do that? Cause I don't know. I mean, I think you have to, ha- you have to like money more than you like performing. I like making art more than anything. Yeah, me too. I like, uh, I like performing it. I like, yeah, creating it and, and performing it. So, uh, you know that's that's not that's not on my agenda i i intend to hire somebody to do that <laughs> you know for for this for the sake of hellfire club um because i think i i started it just because of something that i was lacking you know and uh i kind of would you know i would like to find somebody to, to actually help help me with my records and i feel like i with jimmy the burnout i feel like i just finally got songwriting i just finally got it so for me to even have the idea cross my mind of like just managing people when i just figured out how to fucking write a pre-hook or you know what a bridge is or i'm actually tinkering with like trying to make beats right now or i'm like doing writing for other people and shit like that like that that's just asinine <laughs> to me i can't do it you know and it'd be one of those things where i'd wake up and even if i was really successful at it i'd be like i'd have to be like diddy where i'd have to be in the video or i'd have to like get a guest verse and all that shit you I'd know like break a champagne bottle over someone's head yeah dude I'd, I, I'd, I'd at the very least i'd be baby from cash money <laughs> at the very least I'm rubbing my hands together like yeah. baby. Every time you see a nigga, all I do is stunt, nigga. <laughs> I co-sign that. Uh, are you allowed to talk about writing for other people? I can't tell you who. I can't tell you. that. That's all I can. I, I mean, just ask whatever questions and I'll tell you whatever. Well, I mean, like, what's it like? What do you do? Um, it's a it's an ego crushing process in which you, you know, you really have to not even ego crushing. I mean, I feel like it is probably an ego thing for you because you're used to like being the spotlight. And when you write something, it is for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all of a sudden when you have to ghost, write, It's like, you don't get, 
none of that is you anymore. It's not ghostwriting or songwriting. That's the two different oh, things. Okay. But but I'll say I'll What's say I'll say this. Uh, that's when you just don't get any credit, oh. and you you know. And I want to say you get swag, Dracula. But oh. I'll say I'll say this is that. Uh, I've realized, especially after watching the fucking, uh, fucking <laughs> the Steve Jobs movie that I rented from Red Redbox the other day, the one with Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, shit, word, word. Uh, you know, and not to even compare myself to Steve Jobs, that motherfucker is amazing, but I am. I am, I'm a boss, you know, I, it just so happened that I was born with big nuts. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm just fucking around. But like, you know, like I, I, I put in a, a lot of, uh, I mean, how do you say it? I like, when I have an idea that I think is amazing and someone doesn't see it, I'm just like, wow, you're really, you're really wasting what you think I'm good at. Cause mm-hmm. what you think I'm good at is uh multi-syllabic rhyme schemes and a double entendre and like, you know, and, and, you know, just words or whatnot. Yeah. But what I'm best at is maybe, uh, just thinking, thinking conceptually, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I ran into this, this thing where especially like in the pop world, uh, and I've, I haven't had too too much experience at it, so I'm not talking like I'm, I haven't like had any fucking th- anything, any like real real big placements go down. Um, but I ran to, ran into this thing where somebody like imagine you go to a restaurant and oh imagine that you go to a restaurant and you ask for like I want the a fucking crazy steak, the steak that you're known for, and I and I throw out this crazy steak and you'd be like, whoa, it's too steaky. There's mm-hmm. too much blood. There's too much, you know, uh, of the seasoning that you, that you have or whatnot. And I feel like uh, that's my biggest problem. And and especially it's like with with the, with the writing shit, it's like uh, it's a crapshoot, and that, and like people are trying to make something amazing. But I feel feel I feel like since everybody is so uh, so addicted to success in in the in the in the major label music world that they're almost afraid to take take risks sometimes you know and so there's this one song where i had like uh and it's for a, a super pop guy and i was like you know and, and it's supposed to be like a you know uh just a larger than life kind of song and i was like and i was like bro i'm gonna take a nietzsche quote and put that in the beginning and then this person's just singing this hook and and the, you know like and i was like and then you know we we need to at this part, point in time like you know have a reference t- uh to one of these old uh their old vocals right here and have that fucking wheel in it. and and all this really uh really cool shit and I, and I explained my my vision why i thought it should be that way and it was almost like well that's that's uh all I wanted to do was just, you know, hear a punchline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I feel like for me to be successful at that, at the writing thing, is going to take, like, to be really successful is going to take for me to be in here and execute all of my ideas and bring a finished project. Because if somebody else is telling me when when to uh, not uh, tell me exactly what what to do, mm-hmm. then, uh, I you know, I just won't get, give them the right product. You know what I'm saying? True or false? Putting a Nietzsche quote at the beginning of a pop song is doing too much. <laughs> I mean, but who's to say though? I don't know. I mean, I feel what like Nietzsche quote. Uh, you probably can't say because what if it gets bought? Uh, God is dead, and we killed him. And like this, mm. this, this, this one. But uh, I feel uh, so. It was for easy. <laughs> no, not even. It's, I, it was like almost like thinking past that, mm-hmm. thinking past the idea of God, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, like uh, I, 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 th- I don't think Prince thought like that. I don't think Michael Jackson thought like that. I don't think that fucking Let Belly thought like that. I don't think that Kurt Cobain thought like that. Like they're just like this shit. 
this is what I have here. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is, this is absolutely absurd, but this is really what I felt in my gut. Mm-hmm. And I feel like good artists, and I know, you know, because you are one and you're around them that like, a, like a lot of like, a lot of the best shit, the best things you hear are things that you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. And if somebody would have presented the idea, if they would explain it to you, you'd be like, Oh, that's silly. But once if, you know, if you would have got it from a third party mm-hmm. and heard it, just as a finished product, you'd be like, damn, this should change the game. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, yeah. And it's, yeah. So you're giving them ja- game changing ideas and they're just like, Oh, can you make a dick joke? I, I, I'm, I'm taking more risk. I'm yeah. not giving them game changes. I mean, I, they're, yeah, I, they're arguably horrible failures or they're, uh, or they're or game changing. something new. They're, yeah, that's yeah. all. You know? Yeah. Word. Cause Do I'm f- in these streets and the streets are, of of something new all the time. Are you in these streets? What streets are you in? Uh, all of them. Can I catch you in the trap? You can. You can catch me in the trap at least once a month. No shit. <laughs> uh, do you feel like writing for other people is helping you as an artist, or, yeah. or is it just helping pockets? Uh, it's helping me as an artist more than anything. Yeah, yeah. It's helping me as an artist. Uh, is it inspiring you to write for yourself more? Uh, no. This is what I can tell you. Uh, those frustrating, those frustrating meetings and those frustrating writing sessions. When I get to low in theory, if I do it on a Wednesday in the daytime, when I get to low in theory, my best freestyles come out. Um, it's already, it started, it's got me thinking about beats. It's got me, it's got me thinking about exactly what I don't ever want to do, you know? And then I understand a few things from being around like real songwriters, you know, because like I said, I got a tiny grasp of what songwriting is, but, uh, which is crazy because you have been hanging around with me for 10 years. I've figured some of it should rub off by now. Uh, <laughs> dude, I, I swear to God, like, you know, me, me and you, I, you know, I've, I've definitely picked up some cues from you. Uh, I mean, there's a song on my record that that came from uh, a funny, oh, yeah. funny thing you said. Did oh, you yeah. Did you know that? Because <laughs> you're telling me that you're about to. Uh, there was a there was a uh, there's like a semi-famous female rap star mm-hmm. who I was like, oh, I'm trying to fuck her. Did you know that? <laughs> and then I wasn't listening to you though. The thing yeah. about it is, I wasn't listening to yeah. you at all. And you're like, I'm trying to, su- I'm trying to fuck so and so. Did you know that? Did you know that? Did you know that? And I was just like, huh? Did you know that? And then I'm sitting there with my phone open. I'm like, let me write this down. Like, <laughs> and no, though we made like this faux trap chorus out of it. Yeah. I'm like, trying oh, to fuck that. Did you know that? that? Did you know did that? You know that? Did you know that? Yeah, it be it was something pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something pretty tight. But definitely, uh, you know, so uh but no, dude, I've I've learned so much. I've learned from like Mike, I've learned from uh Dumb, I've learned from Sat. I'm recurrently like learning from uh our young friend uh, Anderson Pack. I've learned a, sh- a lot of shit from DJ Nobody. Uh like dude, I I really I'm I'm really enjoy my friend circle or my friends that are getting it, you know? Oh mm-hmm. man, like some of the best minds, I think ever and it's like a little whether whether we know it or not sometimes especially when i'm in dad mode and i'm out and about like you know i'm just like fuck dude like what if we what if 50 years from now you know these records because our records are not like they're not like uh they're not macklemore schoolboy q yg they're not getting that attention right now but what if 
30 years. But what if we're Rodriguez and someone makes a fucking documentary about our scene in 20 years and we, you know what I mean? Like, w- or like that band death. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Like that was, that's a big trend right now. The whole fucking rediscovering an obscure band, making a documentary about them and having them tour the world again. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's going to be our path because that's happening now. You never know. But, but Steely Dan is one of those things. Steely Dan, like that was a band that my mother, you know, played that, like that's the only music from a Caucasians other than like gospel music that was ever played in my house. You yeah. know? Yeah. And you and, see a girl every day, a black woman every day named Asia in L.A., I swear. Yeah. Asia, yeah. when all of my dying dances are through. A.J.A. If you I'll ever see, if you see a girl you. named A.J.A., you say, hey, was your parents a Steely Dan fan? They'll go, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and but call her Aja, though. She'll Aja. like that. Really? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-huh. I knew a girl named Aja, and his name was spelled A.J.A. Yeah. And in high school, I was like, dude, your name is Asia. And she was like, no, it's Aja. <laughs> oh man she had a booty on her man shout out to Aja she played volleyball dude like every time she would hit the ground it would <laughs> it would just make a clap and like that's when I I discovered the thunder the thunder clap the making the clap shit at a volleyball game I was wondering I was like Aja should put a patent on this right now because I, I can see this going big <laughs> I, can see, I can see the clap going big dude man if I if I had like old video of that yeah. I chop it up on Vine I mean if you had an old video of that while you were in high school it sounds like she's probably underage you would be in trouble for it <laughs> I wonder how that would work <laughs> yeah, out in the court of law it's like well I recorded it when I was 15 and she was 15 too yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter that I'm 30 now it doesn't matter that I'm fapping vehemently to it. <laughs> I'm swap swapping. I'm swapping and swapping all over the place, man. <laughs> Asia, <laughs> when all of my dying dances are through, <laughs> I'll run to you. But what I'm saying is, yeah. What are you saying? What I'm saying is, I think the best record of, of my career, which thus far, which kind of inspired what I'm going to do next. You released the best record of your career. Uh, you know, Mike's released the best record of Mike Eagles released the best record of his career. I've already heard a record from Bus Driver. I heard a record from uh, Milo. Um, I heard stuff that Anderson Pack is going to put out. I've heard stuff from Lefemra. I've heard, you know, I've, oh, I've, is that how you say her name? Lefemra. Yeah, oh. Le, you should have her on here. I've been trying. We've been talking about it, but I always thought it was Lefemra. No, that's that's not, that's like Spanish for I'm sick. You know, that's uh, Inferma. Uh, but <laughs> I, dude, I've been emailing her. I haven't talked to her on the phone or nothing. But I always thought it was Lefemra. But I'm Maybe I'm like reading her name dyslexically or something. No, 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 no. You're not. But okay. but I, I, th- I thought that at first too. I yeah. had to ask her, "What the fuck is Lefemra?" Uh, but you know, Lefemra. Uh, yeah, Lefemra. Okay. But uh, I think it's like a spin on ephemeral. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But uh, no, yeah, I agree. And the thing about it is, is, is uh, I, I think that when we first all met. We felt this kind of bond in this circle of like, okay, like this is something important that we're doing. You know what I mean? And I think for a long time, like, and when I'm talking about that, I'm saying like 2006, like back then we felt like it in like 2006, you know? Yeah. And now in 2014 all of a sudden it feels like, oh, hey, we're all like doing some cool shit again. And like, it feels like something because all of our schedules kind of happened to sync up this year where like everybody put out a record and all of a sudden, like a lot of cool shit happened in our little circle. And and I'm really juiced about it. Mm. And I'm so, I'm I'm, so juiced. Yeah, I know. Eurobex. I'm the white dude in the crew. I'm the white dude in the crew and I embrace (laughs) it and I say juiced. All right. I say stoked as well. Uh, But no, I'm like excited and, and really I'm grateful that like people fucking are paying attention and they come out to like watch us and mm-hmm. stuff you know what I mean yeah, yeah. like last October when we played that show with the four of us me you dumb and Mike like that was something where we've been playing that lineup 
I mean, we fucking toured that lineup in 2010. Mm. All the shows were empty, mm-hmm. and we fucking did it in 2013, mm. and it and packed out the Echoplex. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was mm-hmm. tight. Yeah, uh, and you know, I think that's awesome. Like that we've that it's all everyone's doing it still, even. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even more than anything, I feel like everybody's uh, got way more individuality. Everybody's mm-hmm. got their own different beat makers they work with. Everybody's got their own own way to own, own way to to the honey pot, to the fans, to mm-hmm. the to the fame, to the numbers, to the to the fucking bloggers. Like everybody's got their own fucking path. So nobody's like, hey, could you hook me up with? No, it's no fucking hookups. Yeah. Nobody's putting nobody on. Yeah. Everybody's just playing. We're actually trying to hide that shit from each other. They're doing that thing. <laughs> I, I'm supposed to link you in the email, by the way. <laughs> you remind me to do that to later. What? Just don't worry about it. Oh, we talk right. about it on. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, yeah, yeah. James always hating. I've been hating. Nah, yeah. <laughs> just joking. I don't know if this is me like asking about your pocketbook or what, but like, what's up with the label? Like, why did Mike put his shit out on Mellow Group? I mean, like, I, what I, is Hell? Like, Hellfire Club is a label. It's right? a label, yeah. But it's also kind of so- somewhat become a crew. Yeah, it, it become a crew, which I never intended for it to do. Um, but that's, I think that happened. I mean, let's to be totally honest. Uh, there's uh, very little seed money and very little infrastructure yeah. in it. So uh, it's just like some homie shit. No, no, no. That, oh. That's not it. Because there's attempt. There's that. You know, we've attempted and we and we have actually succeeded in in doing uh, some really good professional releases. You know. Yeah. Um, but at at the end of the day, it was a business. It, the business was started before it was established. Mm-hmm. I actually had a crew back in the day that I started called Customer Service that me and my friends started. Me, uh, my homie, why not? Marcel Carrion, my homie, AOK, who's actually doing the label management for uh, Hellfire, and uh, a few others, uh, Kale, who you've had on the podcast. Um, you know, we started this crew, and, uh, you know, we basically it was just like i treated it like you know a day at the beach you know what i'm saying it was just fun time and uh i look back on it and i was like damn that was actually like a really good business that we started that just we didn't have by the time things started to pop pop off there was nothing to rein it in you know and uh so blah blah i say all that to say um you know when when it's time for shit to pop off that's when you uh approach you know uh distribute or you propose labels for like you know D's and things like that and you can actually maybe even take out like a small loan and things like that and so when it comes to like mike he's a grown man he's got a wife and he's got a got children and just like how i considered to release my record on another another label so i can get uh an advance he also you know he considered that and he felt he he followed through with it, especially since Hellfire Club wasn't his. I have a different connection to it, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, as far as like a general partnership, um, the the infrastructure I was talking about, Mike's tied into Hellfire Club through this this partnership, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's and that's actually way more organized than the crew. Mm-hmm. We've, I think we've we've surpassed that uh, with with something that just happened a month ago, you know. Why? What happened a month ago? Um, just fucking, I had to realize that Hellfire Club was going to go the way of customer service uh-huh. if uh, if I didn't get more organized, uh-huh. if I didn't create the infrastructure. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I had the fear that it was gonna gonna happen. Yeah, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, give me hundred k. And fucking, I'll turn Hellfire Club into something crazy. Exactly. So there is no hundred k. There is no, you know, there's you no. You got no hundreds. There's no fifty k. I can give you a hundred. No I can give you a hundred, a hundred ketamine pills. From- I'm just saying, dog. <laughs> you want me to lay, run your label? 
Yeah, yeah. If you if you don't want your A and R's all up in the videos, <laughs> all up on the music. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so yeah, all that shit happened. But how, uh, like, how do you feel about low end theory? You still into it? Yeah, actually, I'm into it more now. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, there were certain certain points when I was like going there, just spinning my wheels. Yeah, and I was like, I was fucking. I became an alcoholic. Like I, w- I can only be there because and, and drink. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, ah, there's no. I just have to talk to strange kids all day, all the time. Mm. I would go there and I was like, fuck. Like I, like especially after battling, I, I started doing. I, I started doing low in theory because it was a place to practice my freestyles live. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I was really over the beat scene too. I was just like, this is not as interesting as as it was in, yeah. to, you know when the beat scene kind of made way for like the EDM trap scene and all that and whatever like I don't think it did I mean come on even the music that was getting played at low end for a while was like nah. s- gearing more towards I think I think low end theory always played instrumental uh, mu- instrumental music that was inspired by urban by the urban uh, yeah. urban music. So yeah. uh, so there's like instrumental hip hop, and then you know dubstep came into play, which is like basically uh, that came and went very fast at low end grime. Right? But then even EDM trap was based off a of trap, yeah. you know. And you know sooner or later there's going to be another you know group of uh, you know uh, young young Negro guard polka musicians. I was, was going to say young. I was going to say maybe young Negroes somewhere that yeah. make a type of music, and then someone will make a you know uh, uh, an electronic version of it and then that will spawn but low in theory does not adhere to any of those rules because right. at the same time you might hear uh, you know you probably won't hear EDM trap or dubstep there but you might hear you know uh, a fucking Roy Ayers song that night you also might hear some new uh, electronic uh, new sound from yeah. from Scotland or something like that right. um, but I was over I was I was over but I was more than I was I think I was over just performing and being being out and being in the scene and so why do you feel better about it now um uh I think it's the balance I think it's the balance I think the me starting to do the writing thing and then me releasing the record and touring a little bit me not going on tour all the 13 and maybe even 12 uh I think that's it um uh, How do you feel about this festival this weekend? I think it's amazing. Yeah. I think we sold out. We sold out in the first. Uh, when is this airing, by the way? It's going to air the week after. So we sold out in the first week. Um, yeah. I think we, we also got picked up by uh, Golden Voice, huh. and with the next year, I think we're going to try to do it like L.A., uh, London, and Tokyo. Yeah. Why is an intuition on this bill? Why aren't you on the bill? Have you ever played Low in Theory? Have you ever three play- times, bro? Yeah. Did you ask? Did you ask? Three times, bro. Nah, I don't, I don't know why you're not I'm on just, the bill. I'm just kidding. That was a total. I'm totally joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I was about to say, "World Star." This is the time. No, you know? yeah. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, I think it's I think it's amazing. It's it's a really really dope thing, and it's a test. It's a test to like Kev's uh, foresight for the future. Daddy Kev's foresight for the yeah. future, and it's like you know, yeah. It's, he saw he saw the possibility to have a festival and no one wanted to fuck with it like yeah. except for the artists that wanted to play and but like in terms of like the part the idea of like you know getting a sponsor or, or whatnot nobody wanted to fuck with it it sold out in two days yeah and then shortly after that you know uh motherfuckers were like oh how how this happened and also it just so happened that you know paid dues and rock the bells rock the bells may not happen this year right neither of those are i don't well i know paid dues definitely isn't happening this year so there's a gap so there's a gap in 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 uh yeah. in urban and what ur- what's urban is totally changed now right i kind of think that eventually f- the whole festival thing is gonna go like the way of the buffalo 
Oh, yeah. I could be wrong about that. I mean, I'm wrong about a you lot of shit. You don't, you don't think that 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 the that the U.S. is going to become like Australia and Europe and maybe and South. I mean, you don't think so? Can Coachella last forever? You know what I mean? Like, well, Coachella may not. But that's why you invest in small, yeah. smaller things. That's like saying the hamburger is going to go out and biz- go out of business. It's like the idea of a festival well, is. Well, hamburgers are delicious, and people that go to Coachella smell bad. <laughs> but the idea of festivals may it may never get old it's, as long as college is around. Yeah, that's true. You know, as long as uh, as long as people like to take drugs. As long, yeah, no, and as long as people, especially artists, like a lot of a lot of artists that couldn't that couldn't pack the troubadour. Yeah, get that, to play these festivals that are amazing. Yeah, they play these festivals and they now they promote those festivals more than they promote their record. But also, a lot of artists that couldn't pack the troubadour that aren't that amazing that are just very timely and are buzzwords get to play those festivals as well. Yeah, that could just be me hating, but. Uh, no, you're hating a little bit, but a little bit. Keep but, it real. But it's a no for real, it's that's yeah. a it's a you can't you cannot make you can't uh, you can't have a you can't have a, a fucking festival without that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because there's so many acts and somebody's got to kind of slip through the cracks. You right, know? right. And then you got to realize, you know, what's so funny, though, you got to realize when when corporations evolve and they just into selling tickets and when yeah. they're in and, you know, when when hype becomes a thing, yeah. when when hype really matters. That's just gonna happen because sometimes you just want the hype. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I hope, I hope, and I'm pretty sure that at least for the first five, six years of Low and Theory Festival, knock on wood, that 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 it lasts for that long or even more. That uh, that we won't let hype dictate what we do. Mm-hmm. We, I think, it's more about art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we've safely covered a lot of territory and mm-hmm. we just kind of, we rambled a lot, but it was good. We just got to do a little, it's like one of our homie chats, yeah, yeah, realistically, yeah. but with less talk about, uh, you Boobies. know, my pursuit of, of, uh, Boobies. you know, this strange. Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, if I could talk about more, man, um, I, I, like one thing that I definitely want to say is that like, yes. I've, uh, I, as a person have actually just. I, I feel like a totally different person than, than the year I was on here uh, last. I feel like a totally different person than when I was a, a battle rapper. I feel like a totally different person that I was, uh, you know, when I was a, a young rapper. And it's kind of fucking, it's kind of scary because I really don't know. I have no idea what, uh, what my music is going to sound like later on. I have no idea what, you know, what, uh, you know, what direction that I'm going to go because my my tastes are changing and more they're really actually more aligning to to how they were before I started rapping actually you know and um you know I've I I have I've had ratchet periods in my life you know uh-huh and uh I've had a lot of godlessness and like you know uh, like if not godlessness like no spiritual connection to anything but now I just have I'm like just a fucking I'm so fucking emotional and I have a conscious and it's kind of crazy and uh, I wanted to talk more about that but you just asked me about fucking music shit bro I didn't mean to I mean no, I'm just growing up and having a consciousness is a crazy thing because like I've noticed that about myself too like mm. not to flip this and go oh hey me too me bro. too I'm gonna conscious me too bro but nah yeah it's weird fucking growing up man mm-hmm. like all mm-hmm. of a sudden this shit that seemed perfectly acceptable when I was 25 nowadays seems like hey uh, don't don't do that yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. or like you, I don't know like the, I just got that Obamacare shout outs to you know my president is black my Lambo is blue yeah, but yeah. fucking 
you know, just in the last couple of years, a, a lot of my decisions have been made uh, over the fact that like, wait, I don't have health insurance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you start thinking like that, your consciousness changes. Yeah. I'm, I never thought like that, man. I always do. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, I, if I break an ankle, I'll be fucked. I know. It's so funny, man. Cause last time we, we kicked it, I told you a story about how I like, you know, fucking ran from the cops. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like, my reaction was, man, you make some really fucking questionable decisions sometimes. You said, you said dumb decisions. Yeah. I said dumb. Your, your real words but uh there's a, a a big period of time where i had no beliefs like i like the idea of uh a crew or almost like sociopathic or idea of, of being connected to the earth or or even marriage like these are just social constructs and it's like i rationalize all this shit in my brain you know mm-hmm. and um and now i'm like i'm just now like rewiring myself to to believe to get my idea my ideals and my beliefs back but now they're on like new terms they're not the terms that were taught to me if that makes any sense you know when i think about like what marriage is or what i think about what a career is or what i think about what art is it's not like you know uh art's doing something really cool like nah it's not really that you know mm-hmm. what what art is is like a chance for me to maybe uh affect a, a, another human being in a in a positive way you know or if i do it the wrong way in a negative way mm-hmm. so i should be careful about that uh what what marriage is is two people you know being monogamous and you know uh you know just chilling out together or some shit like mm-hmm. nah it's 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 two people uh you know building a structure for the future and you know and, and trying to like create a fucking trying to create this big sweltering fucking you know lovely relationship that helps helps them helps them grow individually i mean together in ways they couldn't do individually um you know even you know a friendship you know uh a lot of times friendship before had to do with uh how uh how accessible or the pastimes a person has you know but i really like i really care about the well-being of my friends now i really care about their success and i really i really care to hear their problems because there's times when i've i've experienced like you know loneliness and really fucking weird emo thoughts and shit like that that there was nobody to listen to my listen to my problems and i really I really like, you know, I'm I'm back I'm back to being like a, I feel like a human being, you know. Mm. So that's uh that's my that's really what I what I want to express. Yeah. I'm sorry that I didn't ask you any of that stuff earlier. Yeah, but it's okay. No, no, why, was, why would you? That was a good rant that, that because that left me like going, "Damn, uh James thinks way deeper than me." Cuz I'm like, "Damn." Uh yeah, no, nah, I don't think way deeper well than thought you. out and spoken uh, well spoken. I, I, I've done so much stupid shit over the past five years, and then I've been so fucking blessed over the past five years as well, huh. you know. And uh, and I, I like, oh, dude, I went to, my, uh, I took my grandmother to church. My grandma's living forever. My grandma's like ninety four. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> saying it like that. <laughs> she lived forever. No, no, I, I was I was having that same conversation with my, with my mom. One mm. of my aunts is uh, great aunts is ninety three right now. Yeah, and like she just broke a hip and stuff. And yeah, and I'm like, dude, it seems it seems kind of crazy to live that long. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'll be like that. I don't know if I'll be that tight on that. Like, I'll be like, fuck. Oh no, men men go. I'm yeah. go before you because I'm black. But then you're you're coming right after because you know you probably will buy a motorcycle. I, I, I have questionable genetics. You know what I mean? Like a lot <laughs> yeah. of all of the men in my on both sides 
glad my family died very young. Well, then so, let's get it, baby. We'll let's see. let's have a death race. Yeah, that, maybe that's why I have so much soul because I know that I'm going to die young like a black man, apparently. So. <laughs> Woo, they're going to get you. Black Twitter going to get you. Let's let's, let's reword that. <laughs> you're, you're the one who said that. Yeah. You're like, uh, I'm I can die. say that. You, you can't. Said, uh, you said I'm going to die before you because I'm black. That is what you said. Yeah, no, no, I can say it. You can't, but no, no. Fuck. But no. Uh, Yo, black Twitter, man. Come on, dog. I fucks with you guys. <laughs> I, I lurk, y'all. Yeah, I lurk heavy. <laughs> I lurk, but no. Nah, uh, I went to I went to church with my grandmother, dude, to the church that she used to take me when I was uh, I was a kid. But I never actually went to the church because I was always in Sunday school. Yeah, I remember having a crush on this Korean girl, but me and her had a piano battle because I used to play piano really well when I was a kid, and she played piano way better. Uh-huh. She served the fuck out of me. I was always battling the man with the music, man. I was yeah. always battling, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I went to the church and I took took her. And I took my girls and, uh, and dude, I, when I, I was like a straight, I like, I, I became a total atheist, right? Like I don't fucking believe in anything whatsoever. And then I got to this point when I was like, oh dude, religion is fucking great because it's like, especially for like African Americans and probably for, you know, Jews or people, people that people, when people, their religion walked with them through troubled times, it was usually a, a coping mechanism and, or maybe, uh, maybe, uh, how do you say, uh, 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 blueprints for them to escape their troubled times, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, or or you know, uh, direction for them to escape their troubled times. Uh, so I was like, I would rationalize it like that, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to tell you like, oh, dude, I found God. Like I didn't find God, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I was going to say like the fact that you're going to church. Like, what are you like? Because I know we've had a lot of conversations about religion, and I think we were somewhat on the same page. <laughs> yeah. You may be even more extreme than me. And so, like, I was curious if maybe, perhaps, yeah. it, but but that's the thing, too, is, like, I had made, I would said things about, uh, I, I, this one thing sticks out to me, like, you're like, oh, you know, I want to get a tattoo on my back, and I'm like, I'll get fucking broken angel wings or something. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, are, dude, are you kidding me? I can't do that. I was fucking grew up Christian, man. Like, fucking, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, no, well, well, here's the thing. I, I, I respect it for this, for, I know it's like, like uh you know with with african americans what what christianity mean i'm not one of those guys that's like religion is just keeping you guys down don't bro if i don't i think in like the last 50 years of slavery if it wasn't for religion i, I think it would have been hell hell of problems and it like uh or what if it wasn't for christianity mm-hmm. um uh but uh i went to uh church and i sat in this room and it's a huge room and there's no air conditioning whatsoever but it's like made or there's no air conditioning that you can hear and uh and we're way in the back and just the space and the light and the time for your mind to wander and think and listen to listen to a a a man speak who's who's you know well read in this in this book that's you know fucking three thousand four thousand years old Mm. um that 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 in itself is it was it was just it it was amazing to me and uh not amazing like it was it was good to me and um even prayer like when i was over in asia like i fucking went to when i was in japan i prayed to and this will probably piss my mother and my grandmother off but i prayed to like a fox god a shinto fox god when i was in japan and i actually actually played prayed to this uh woman's god i prayed to every shrine in there for the reasons that somebody told me that you prayed to him for then when i got to you know bali you know i prayed every every morning there uh you know just just because and i thought about like uh you know whatever reason i pray, prayed for it it really didn't that that's really doesn't matter it's the fact that i i sat there and i listened to myself 
and I listen to like my desires and I listen to even like my doubts, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, God, I really want to mil- I really want to make a, if I ask the question, oh, this didn't happen. I really want to make a million dollars. You can hear that voice in the back of your head saying, nigga, you can't do that. Or, <laughs> or you can hear another voice that's saying, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like you really fucking zero in on, on who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, religion helps you do that. You see, Within the Bible, you, there's all these different stories. There's David's and there's you know Samson's and there's freaking you know uh, you know John the Baptist and all, all the ones that I that I vaguely remember. And you, you know it's almost like how comic books were for me when I was a, a little kid. Where I'm just like, man, I'm that dude, I'm that guy, that guy, that guy in this pantheon of characters. That guy existed before, and this is what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should be more like this guy right here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, damn fool, you've been having a straight existential crisis lately. <laughs> I know for real. I'm I'm fucked up, bro. I, well, I'm like we haven't been talking enough. <laughs> Fuck. I was gonna fucking like t- I was gonna end. I was gonna end the label. I was gonna do all kind of dumb shit in the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, or, or I was letting everything self destruct basically. You know, uh, and you know if I didn't take that little trip, you know, it and and also like, yeah, um, will the idea of will is very important to me now nowadays. I'll align like I really believe firmly in my will and I'll only align myself with another person's will if I believe that their that their will is not greater, not stronger, but if if it's more if the reasons are more pure that they're about it, you know? Mm-hmm. That that's very that's very important to me. And I really and I and that is like the fucking grown man's fucking philosoph- philosophical way of saying the shit we to, to bring us back to where we were when we were talking about when we were young. Mm-hmm. When we uh when when we be all we all became rap friends. Mm-hmm. And what one thing that I can I can say is that I can pinpoint uh, I can pinpoint somebody's will mm-hmm. by the conviction that they speak with about what they're into and about what they're doing and just how they walk in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like we all, all of at that time when we were younger, all of our wills were just right on point. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You could you could walk in a room and hear that thwap thwap. <laughs> Thank you for fucking cutting the thickness out of the air. It was it was we were really th- thwapping hard. We were thwapping in 2000, 2004 to two thousand six. We were thwapping. We were out right. here. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Nah, I feel that like uh, our convictions were definitely recognizable because we at, sucked. We really did suck. Yeah. Oh yeah. None of us were as good as fucking uh, whoever the fuck was out on the radio at the time. Oh, no. But, but we were so fucking. It wasn't just testosterone. Nah. Because it was. It was like. Oh, we had we, people. Be- I mean, people believed it too. There were people that believed like we believed. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not that many, but some. And that and low key, that's what that's what everything me going through this existential fucking crisis is about. Like mm-hmm. lately, is that like. Like, I lost belief in everything. Mm. I lost belief in everything. I became nihilistic. Mm. And I was just like, you know, I'm just I'm just feeding the family. Mm. Or I'm just fucking, you know, maybe trying to fucking see some titties bounce here and there. And mm. like, you know, but now it's like, nah, dude, like I, I believe, I believe, I believe. Yeah. That's good, man. Because I believe too, bro. Yeah, for sure. I'm a believer. <laughs> uh, I believe that you should tell the people where they can find your album. Uh, you can find my album uh, Jimmy the Burnout, which is what we're here to promote. Jimmy the my 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 last nihilistic experience, this experience between this and what's going on next that I'm talking about right now. Hopefully, I don't fall back off into nihilism. But uh, you can find Jimmy the Burnout on iTunes. You can find physical copies at HellfireClub.BandCap.com. You can uh, Hellfire Club spelled with the Y H E L L F Y R E C L U B dot 
you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, fucking, uh, you can at me at at MC No Can Do on Twitter. Uh, you can at me at uh, you can you know see me on Instagram. I post pictures of cool things. Uh, my children, not too much food. Uh, you know, my tr- <laughs> my travels. Uh, you know, I, dude, I, I be getting some cool pictures that I don't ever post because they're they're hella special to me. But I'll put up one a week at least. I promise. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, follow this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of my one of my good friends for a very long time, and uh, always happy to catch up, bro. Thanks for thanks for letting me uh, spill wax poetic. On yeah, Jesus shit. Christ, you really waxed poetic. That <laughs> was like really you got deep right there at the end. I'm gonna have to re-listen to this to kind of soak it all in again because uh, it sounds like you've been going through it, man. I like how you just said this. How it shows how grown grown up we are. You yeah. said you got deep right there at the end, and I didn't say pause. <laughs> 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 but you got meta immature right there that was like you're like i'm not gonna be immature but i'm gonna point out how i could have been immature by being immature because i believe now yeah. i found myself oh shit oh uh, my I, name is I, lee well, go ahead go ahead get one more <laughs> you know we call me no can do aka rap game eat love pray <laughs> eat pray love whatever <laughs> my name is lee some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Intuition. You can follow my man behind the board, Ben Shib, who had to put up with us just ranting off the record for the last fucking half hour about nothing. Uh, at I am database based with two S's. I'm sorry, Ben. You can follow us as a unit at That's Kind of Neat on Twitter, where you will find all the updates about what episodes are out and what videos are going up, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, YouTube.com slash That's Kinda Neat, where we are going to see my man, James Robert McCall IV, otherwise known as No Can Do, perform Did You Know That? Or what's it called? Uh, Hellfire Run This Shit? Uh, uh. You are, it's either did you know that oh, or yeah, you already know because you, yeah, you already know it's, uh, I don't even know the name of my own song we're going to have him perform you already know or something like that did you know that did you know that did you know that I, I don't know and then you can also follow us on facebook.com slash kinda neat where we broke 1,000 followers. Thank you very much. Oh, also, we broke 15,000 YouTube subscribers. Today marks the day that that's kind of neat, bro. 15,000 subscribers. Uh, YouTube.com slash It's Intuition broke 15,000 subscribers. And my Facebook fan page for Intuition broke 15,000 subscribers all on the same day. Today is the day that we getting money, baby. We out here getting money. This is, today is the day we get tacos with the sour cream and the guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, subscribe to us on iTunes, the podcast, search for Kind of Neat, rate five stars. I have no idea. With that being said, that was my man, James, and my name is Lee, and this was Kind of Neat. 